That's no moon. You're listening to That's No Moon, a Star Wars Legion podcast discussing units, tactics, and more from the UK and Europe. Hello there, and welcome to another episode, episode nine of That's No Moon. There's three of us who are usually here, plus a guest today, and the guest today is our first, probably at the moment, he's our longest distance guest, so this is quite cool. Um, and it's in preparation for all these things that we call worlds. I don't know what they are, but Ollie and Andy definitely know what they are. Um, uh, talking of which, uh, let's go with alphabetical. Andy, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm really good. Yourself? I'm not bad, thanks. Not bad. Thank you for asking. Uh, what have you been up to? Anything interesting? Uh, just, you know, casual tournaments here and there and lots of practice. Here's a quick one for you. Um, do you think you should be allowed to win your own tournaments? <laughs> um, yeah, why not? I mean, well, I, you pay entry for it the same. Uh, so controversial. controversial. <laughs> Why not? Uh, moving on. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, Oliver Dyer. This is not. This is alphabetical now, by based on uh, on his surname. So, Ollie Dyer, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm pretty good, mate. How about you? Not bad, thanks. How are things in Northampton? Again, stop telling people where I live. Again, <laughs> every week you do this, and, and every I week I tell you stop it. <laughs> and has anyone found you yet? No, no, so you're all right. Exactly. No, 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 they haven't, to be fair. No, no, no they oh, haven't. Yeah. No, <laughs> yes, no, uh, we're, no. All, we're, all, we're all taking the mick out of accents in a minute. And talking <laughs> of taking the mick out of accents, hi, I'd like to introduce our next guest. He's from America. His name is Evan Paul. Welcome to the show, Evan. Hey, thank you. I don't have an accent that uh, Americans will find as interesting as yours. Uh, so I apologize for all the listeners who are offended by the lack of Englishness that's coming from my direction. There is nothing wrong with that, my friend, at all. In fact, if you want to give it a crack, like, feel free to crack out the old uh, accent game at any time. It's part of the fun. Um, any Australian listeners know I, I have maybe I've cracked out the Australian accent a couple of times. And, and when we had Dennis on, we had I might have done the German stuff. But what, what's Just, the context of when you crack out the Australian accent? Is it in a context that would be insulting to Australians? No, no. Yes. The context is no, no, no. The context is it, so, it would be. It would be if they ever heard it. <laughs> <laughs> the context is when I, I, I'm a sports fan. Uh, so England and Australia play cricket um, fairly regularly, and they have a historical rivalry in, the, in a tournament called the Ashes. This will mean nothing to anyone who is outside of the cricketing world. However, it's a fairly big sport and rivalry, and I say, and it's quite big. So whenever, obviously, they when you play cricket, you bowl, and there was a great great late great uh cricket player called shane warne and basically whenever you'd hear the commentary he's like oh that's great bowling shane great bowling from shane warne there so now in that i hear when i hit hear of legion players playing in australia it's rolling shane rolling of the dice there mate great rock so this is where my context comes in so in context completely legit actual accent not really passable but there we go um anyway we've already had a big tangent this morning this evening so and afternoon so um today's show uh we have a few things to talk about we've gonna we've got we're gonna talk about recent games that we've had uh, i finally got to play andy after god knows how many years it didn't go well for me but then i was expecting it to anyway um evan is here to chip in with anything he'd like but specifically because and this is a direct quote i've been told evan said to ollie that the, the blizzard force ollie is using is the one with training wheels on and i just know that probably triggered ollie brilliantly so we're going to have a proper debate debate which is 
Evan's Blizzard Force versus Ollie's Blizzard Force. I'm going to be the impartial moderator because I don't play Empire. I don't, I, I've only played Blizzard Force three times. It means nothing to me. Andy is going to keep score and I have this little <laughs> bell whenever you make, whenever each of you make a point. So Andy will keep score and then we can see who, who the, the winner is. Now, I would like um, to interject want... because I, you know, this might be a language barrier issue. I understand that uh, we, we do speak a different language. Uh, and so, you know, the, the mix-ups can happen. Uh, but I said, I said training with weights on as in that he was giving an extra challenge to himself by playing Commander Vader. He's doing like the Goku where he just suddenly jumps. Right, exactly. Like, he, he was Dum. playing in high gravity. <laughs> okay, well, we can say, so, well, so... Do but you e- either way, I guess your... the suggestion is that the Obvator version one is better. Exactly. That's so exactly we can still fight Ollie. Exactly. exactly. But, oh, bet, 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 bring it. I'm born for this. <laughs> born, to, born to fight. I'm northern. I'm going to fight him now. I'm born, I'm born to fight. <laughs> I, I do want to point out that, like, I, I listened to uh, the episode where you had Dave on, uh, who's, who's a big jerk, uh, who was partially made famous by... <laughs> on bombing around with Blizzard Force. Uh, Sorry, hang and... on. You just called him a big jerk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and I've really noticed that on this podcast, you guys are you guys are kind of mean to each other. Is that you you've now doxed Ollie like multiple times, and I know exactly where he lives now. You've called him not a real Northerner. Uh, you know, I don't think we really do this in American podcasts. The... Honestly, honestly, if you could see mine and Andy's messages on WhatsApp, <laughs> they, they, they are relentlessly horrendous. We, we can't say half of them on the podcast. Nope, <laughs> nope, nope, definitely nope, not. Exactly. Nope. The, uh, the other fun thing is also, it's just like, uh, I think this could be a very European to new world thing, because mm-hmm. we've got 2,000 years of repre- repressed, like, oh, whatever, against each other. Whereas in North America, Australia, South America, it's more like you've got 250 years of like, ah, we're still fine. It's all good. We're still working on our, on our still differences. On exactly. We have a long way to go. It's, yeah. <laughs> we're, yeah. Whereas this side of this side of the Atlantic, we're all just like, sod it. Right. <laughs> that sort of thing. Call him, a, call him a this, call him a that, and call her a that, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, so, so, some of us are descended from Vikings, so it comes in the blood. Yeah. Hence the ginger beer. Just you. <laughs> uh, so yes anyway so as we're saying blizzard force be blizzard force which one's the real which one's the better one and why this will also if it will also help uh, other players dissect as to wit if they're debating on how to take on blizzard force i know we touched on in a previous episode they might look at it and go it will the each of you might reveal flaws mm. in quotes because there's not a lot of them of the other ones that someone might look to exploit um We'll look on to Andy's Great Dilemma Part Two. We spoke about his like, oh, what to take to worlds and all that sort of stuff. Um, because I, based moving on from games we had, you played Dark Troopers recently, so you can talk about that. Um, and then rounding on the end of the show, we've got some questions from Patreon uh, patrons and, and things, and uh, who have queries from us uh, in our di- that, that they submitted in our Discord server. But first things first, let's quickly give them a very quick shout out because they are our local heroes. Uh, here are our patrons. So, Jonathan Dunn, thank you. Andreas Kelly, thank you. Tony Fox, Carl Hewitson, Mike Reese, Seb de Agar, Richard College, Tom Smith, Rickle, Stu, Reese Griffin, Steve Pryor, and Matthew Haslam. Thank you very much. You're all heroes. You're all heroes. And um, just as a thing, Reese, uh, Evan Reese is in Michigan and he's coming up to Worlds. So, he hopefully, you're, if what you might see is at the end of certain days, you might see these two reprobates having a beer or many. <laughs> 
and then Reese will probably join them. Yeah, uh, and they'll just have it. They'll just be uh, either one of them will be happy. I'm going to go with one's going to be like, yeah, I'm doing all right. The other one's going to be like, no, I'm doing crap. And Reese will be sitting there going, tell me more, tell me more, Le- teach me, teach me, wise one, that sort of thing. He'll be like the Padawan and while to their Sith slash Jedi master. <laughs> is he in the last ch- chance qualifier? Is he just coming up for? I think it's, I think he, he lives. I think in Michigan to Chicago is what three hour drive. Four-hour drive, I think, is what he said. Where he is in Michigan, anyway, so he's going to pop up and say hello. Depends where you are in Michigan. You know, our, our states yeah, are pretty big. I don't know if you guys knew that. Yeah, <laughs> the, the rumors of rumors of England fitting into Texas about six times is probably what I've heard. So it's all good. Um, but yes. So um, recent games, uh, Andy, you went to a tournament on Saturday. How did you go? How did you do? What did you run? Um, so I've took my took my world's list. So I'll save that for the later segment. Oh, um, spoilers. Yeah. Um <laughs> went three and Um played three good games. Um against um Anakin, Triple Flavor Barks, Obi and some phase ones. Um with me having eleven activations, I managed to counter deploy him um and managed to put four wounds on um Anakin in the first activation, at which point it was pretty much That's rough. Yeah. <laughs> it was a uh, that really didn't help him at all. Um, and uh, it was basically but end of turn one, I'd lost one Dark Trooper model. I've now done four wounds to Anakin and Obi, and a couple of wounds to one of the um, ATRT Flamers. Uh, and it was kind of a done deal by that point already on turn one. So I, I apologize to the bloke because he was there. Uh, I forget his name. I apologize as well. Um <laughs> You horrible bugger. I am an horrible bugger. Because he was there for fun, because there was like a bounty board that um, Sam Page was doing. So like, if you could claim... Uh, it's like bounty bingo. If you killed an operative or killed a commander or killed a unit in Blizzard Force, um, like you checked it off and then you, you won basically chocolate. Uh, so he was there for the funds and I was there for being a tryhard. So I really apologise because it's not fair. Um, second game was great. It was against a, a Yoda Lart list. Um and uh it was it was okay like I, he let me have rapid reinforcements um with dark troopers which uh wasn't isn't, isn't a sensible choice i advise no one ever to let me do that ever again please because um i went fishing from the for them in the bag um pulled them dropped them on the box second activation pick up the box and walked away actually i didn't walk away i took a standby um because he had the lot and it hadn't been yet uh, so it meant Yoda couldn't get out without being shot um, and then he ended up moving and triggering my standby and I just walked off because it wasn't with Yoda because Yoda had been by that point so I just carried on walking away I've got visions of your dark troopers like, imagine like they just turn around and just go well screw this and just trunk off and, like, yeah. stamp off. <laughs> and off they go um, can you remember who that was against? Uh, I'll pull it up it was, it's all on that's it. Come on. It's on long man of the pe- man of the people representing it's, the UK, being the UK champion, and forget people's names. It, it's Not all. It's also. It. It's also not like you've had days to prepare for this, right? <laughs> <What> the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it was Star Tours by Sam Page. So, what was it round one? Well, why you do that? Um, so I played... Andy, why wasn't this game up, Link? I thought you were a company man. I am a company man, but I didn't run it, so therefore. <laughs> <laughs> Um, in, in in fairness, pr- prior to the event, I messaged him saying, please change this to Uplink and please change this to MOV. And he denied me on both. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, let's not, let's not even t- talk on the MOV because uh, going 3-0, and 
Um, I right. had 2,233 points destroyed from three games. That's be it, that's a hundred and sixty-seven points short of a full boat, near enough, of tabling three opponents. I scored uh, second highest on fifty points, but had the lowest SOS. Uh, it's just yeah, so I'm not a big fan of that. Um, Dave, what was it? Dave, someone. Uh, Dave Lever was from Game One. Um, I say he's a really nice bloke. Um, he was there for the funsies. Um, I think he even said if you've got a better list, he reckons it w- would have been a closer game. Um, Elliot Kimpton was the guy running uh, Yoda Lat. And then third game was against Justin Reed. Um, and last time we played, he changed his list because, again, this is his world's list um, that he's taken with Rebels. And it was closer than the last time he played. Um, but he made a few mistakes. I think the fatigue of the long day was starting to kick in for him potentially. Sorry. Did you just say he's taking rebels to worlds? Yeah. What a hero! What a hero! <laughs> I, I mean, some, some, someone, it, someone has to not make day it's, two, right? It's, <laughs> it's unex- and, and yeah, I love rebel rebels. <laughs> it's unexpected, but that's just like go on. Um, what what was his list? Just because why not? Um, it is Han in a land speeder, a bus with a full unit of fleets in there with impact grenades. Um, two rebel vets with heavies, two Mark Twos, uh, Leia, and two swoop bikes. Two swoop bikes is interesting, just yeah. because I think to get them into the back lines of certain things is quite fun. Yeah, the 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 bus with the fleets with the impacts really. Yeah, that's cool. It it did jump out, um, but I said to him, I think he needs to get fit in a um, an orthodox an orthodox tactician because they jumped out, hit me with. Impact six, no, impact five, pierce one, but he only scored three hits, <laughs> so he doesn't even Ouch. get the full impact. I saved two of them, so he, he literally killed one model from what was the scariest thing when I was looking at it on paper. Yeah, I suppose that's the without because obviously Black Sun's a core, I suppose that's the rebel version of using Black Sun's on a bus. Yeah, uh, I suppose he could put in Black Sun's for the cost of it, maybe. Uh, can rebels take Black Sun's? Oh, no, they can't. Come no, they can't exactly. Uh... exactly. Come on, Andy. It, it's so cruel that rebels can't run a true speeder list. Is that they're allowed to run two swoops, and then they can like cram a T forty seven in there, but they they can't do the thing that literally everybody else is allowed to do. It's just one more <laughs> one more pain point for poor rebel players. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, other, I, the, the only other thing is the, the potential tontons if you treat them as speeders, but the, it's like they're not quite the same. Yeah, I really like his um, putting Han in a land speeder, like. I think he admitted he was too aggressive. It he dived it first, um, first activation, um, and I said like you should have waited till the end. Um, I mean he's not going to clear off my dart troopers of Han, but he's going to clear off all my troopers. Um, Pierce one, a uh, Pierce two, two red. He's just going to destroy them. Um, so I think it, it's a good list. Um, I think he just needs probably a few more reps and maybe a few more tweaking here and there. He's got a bit of time. Yeah, he has a he has a he has an he has a tendency to just dive Han on the first turn. So he di- when I, when I played Justin, he dived with the land speeder with Han turn one within rate within walking range of Commander Vader and yeah Vader just went in with six red and bonked him. Yeah, I mean what? <laughs> you sound about language and things like that. This is things getting lost in translation if it, you say things like that. It's funny though. It's Han the, does tank though, like maybe not melee not, from Vader. No, no, not six red. He doesn't. <laughs> I think I scored eight hits from the dark troopers on them. 
on him. And obviously he's not in heavy cover because he's range two, so it's a blast. And with his uncanny luck, he still managed to save like four wounds. So it's, it... it depends. When you say his uncanny luck, it depends on the player's uncanny luck. Because if you have my uncanny luck <laughs> dice, they're uncannily awful bad luck is what they are. Yeah, and he had a he has a cash dodge, I'm pretty sure as well. Um, but yeah, it's like he managed to tank two shots from the dark troopers, um, but unfortunately he couldn't pull it from the bag. Um, so Han was dead by the time he came out. Okay, so um, Justin, if you're listening, the general consensus is don't dive Han in. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he knows that. <laughs> so there we go. Um, Evan, yeah. what do you think? What are you thinking of those lists so that you've heard? Obviously, because this might be a different flavor of thing coming over from this side of the Atlantic that you might have played. I'd say that I'd say that the uh, the the jank is a little bit more embraced on the European side. I think, which is which is a good thing. Uh, I, I say that in the most positive way. I think that over here, uh, there's a little bit more of a tendency to kind of uh, stick to the list that have been high performers, uh, but. Uh, you gotta be willing to experiment. I mean, you, you heard Dave Grant a couple episodes ago is that he was willing to do something off the wall uh, and he benefited greatly from it. So be brave, everyone, except maybe you might want to be brave with a faction that's not Rebels would be the one thing that I would say. Do you think... Obviously, player, player pilot skill is huge. But yes. do you think when you come up against a list and you go, oh, do you think surprise sometimes can give you an, an initial first two turns advantage before you maybe go, okay, I know what I'm dealing with now? I, I would say that like I'm not I'm not gonna say that if I knew exactly what was gonna happen that I would have beaten Dave when I played him uh, at uh, at LVO. Um, but the reason that I didn't have a chance in that game by the end of turn two because my strategy was just way off was because of the fact that I didn't know what to expect. Um, I think that. If I knew what his strategy was going to be, again, I'm not trying to say, oh, he only beat me because he surprised me or something crappy like that. It's, but it would have been more of a game because uh, it, it really was like functionally going to be over by the end of two just because of where our pieces were on the board. Uh, and if I knew it was coming, um, it would have been different. And Dave, Dave actually told me the next day after he played Kyle is that Dave had the chance to force bombing run uh, and try a strategy again, but he specifically didn't do it because... Kyle already knew what the bombing run strategy was because I had told him about it that evening uh, and he decided to dodge it uh, because he wouldn't have a surprise factor anymore. I think that it does matter a lot. Yeah, I think it's like, so the surprise factor in, in early games on day one compared mm-hmm. to games on day two at majors, you, you lose that. And it, but, the, but pilot skill, and in Dave's case, the pilot skills. Sort of yeah, there. off the chart. I mean, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's way up there. Um, so yeah, and he does pick lists that are just different. Um, I've, 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 I've said, I've said before on the show, I ne- I've never run what is the meta list or anything like that. So it's like that's not my, that's not my, that's not my, that's not my jam. Um, but equally, I don't think I've seen Dave run stuff like that either. When I, or just when I've seen his tournament stuff, I don't. Andy shaking his head. I don't. It's just not who he is in terms of that thing. He runs things better than my, my, my stuff. My stuff, I just run it. It's fun. Ollie's going. What's fun? But yeah. <laughs> I, I um, have I have no interest in this thing called fun. Um, I'm here to play games and to upset people. Winning's fun, right? Winning yeah. is the most fun you can have. There is that as well. That's, that's, yeah, there is that. Winning is the fun part, but also it's just fun because it's cool playing. It's cool going pew 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 and boom with lightsabers and whatnot. Um, Ollie, your last event was the one where all three of us were at, which was the I know. Um, Ho- the, the Holy Trinity attending yeah, event together. Like, oh. Oh. 
all of the all of the mooners were there. Um, obviously, uh, Evan, which what do you reckon the, in the order of the mooners in 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 finishing? Like, who was the best? Who was the best one? Who was the middle one? Who was the worst one? Out of all three of us, you, and no one's going to be offended, I think, if you guess wrong. Okay, I'm going to say Andy was the best, and then Ollie, and then you, Tom, because you were the one who said that you weren't going to be offended. So you're the one nope. that I'm going to believe in that. That's fine. That's fine. It was me. Uh, yeah. So um, spot on. <laughs> I will just point out the range from that is one to fifth. Of, of a 16, 16 I mean, that's not a bad range, though. Yeah, so that's not too bad. And I no, ran, so... and it, but that said, I ran Droidicas, triple Droidicas, and I came fifth in something. And the only game I lost to was that Muppet there, grinning away, Mr. Terrell. <laughs> that's because he ran something I, I was like, oh, I've never seen this before in my life, and he ran Dark Troopers. <laughs> and so it was just that, it Sounds was the old fun. adage of, you know, when you, so from, I'll give my perspective on the game, and then Andy can go for his. So I, had an idea which was like, I wonder if I can move my droidicas around and then come turn two, they will I literally all I have to do is either edge them around a piece of terrain and shoot him, or I will already be able to shoot them based on the way the map was. So my plan was thinking that droidicas will be ready to basically take shots turn turn two. So it was major offense it was major offensive. I was in the I had the bottom right hand side of the map with a various bits of terrain in the way. The map probably didn't help me terrain wise because I didn't have lots of line of sight for stuff, but that's not that's just the way it was. All the B1s backed up onto the right-hand side. Uh, so I ran six, B, six B1s with the E5C and an extra man, AAT with stuff and triple droidicas and a T-series. Fun, easy, simple, and I thought it's going to be hard to chew through, says the man who then got tabled in the same in game one. Um, he So I put them all the B1s on the right-hand side. It was intercept uh, on, I forget what the condition was, I think it was clear conditions. Uh, intercept major offensive hostile, major, thanks to hostile. game up link being able to remind Host, me. That's it. There you go. Hostile. So it didn't really matter for me because droids. So my plan was thinking I'll shift the droidicas around, then they'll be set up for, for turn two shots, and he basically means that he'll have to keep his stuff out of the open. Dark troopers are bastards. He'd hidden his dark troopers on the other side of the board behind a line of sight. They pop round and. Uh, yeah, had no, that old adage of not, not having played them before. And I was just like, oh, okay, so they do hit hard twice. Uh, and he just did. And he just basically dark trooped me down to bits. Um, the one piece of annoyance for my whole thing is I shot the I shot them with my tank, which had, I think, Impact 5. Impact 4. No, Impact 5 or 6, something like, yes. impact five, something like that. Four. The, with the impact with the impact ordnance and the regular gun with an aim. I scored 6. Of which five were impacted, and and like five, one was natural crit and whatnot. There, so six, so six dice had to be rolled, and he goes and saves all, flipping all of them, doesn't he? <laughs> so it's just like ah, that's not helpful. Um, that was that was. But your Dredicas had a good game against the Dark Troopers, right? I mean, no, they, you know. they they died. They'd all died by turn two, by turn <laughs> right. three. Sorry, so uh, that was not good. You know, like you had you have weapons without impacts. Uh, with suppressive, which means nothing to them. Uh, no, it means nothing to them. Yeah, the, it's I, not really the, the, the plan was there, but the plan didn't come to, to come fruition. And then eventually, he just got his stuff around and um, whipped me down. I blame the pilot because if you'd held them droid deckers back, <laughs> yep, um, they're not going to do much against, uh, as you say, the uh, dark troopers. But they're at least going to impact my core units. 
Yeah. Um, and I think that's probably the biggest issue that you went with that was them it. first. If you'd held them back because they're all in your bag and just marched your B1s up, they wouldn't get shot. The tank could have took a pot shot. Um, so, yeah, I think bad pilot. That's my experience. Yeah, that was just uh, first time running that list. Made a mistake, and there it is. But then the next two games I played, uh, I played to, uh, Tom Zorowski, who's, um, who's, uh, what was his, what, was it, what did he call his thing? Mall something. Oh, he had a cool little name in the middle of it, and it's now gone gone out of my head. And never mind. Uh, anyway. More ways look on the bright side. More ways look on the bright side of life was the thing. Um, so I played him. He had the he had Shadow Collective, Maul with a bus, a couple of Laxons, Pikes, and Cad Bane. Um, I won that game. I wouldn't say it was comfortable, but it was it was made comfortable early in the in the game because he'd forgot that a bus isn't good against a tank. Um, so I basically killed the tank. Uh, sorry, I killed his bus after two turns, and the Black Suns were then pinned because all the Droidicas were. It was the long that was the rollout deployments, the long ends. There was line of sight in the middle, which was the little templey type circle pit thing, and basically the Droidicas were the top of one, two, three. All the B1s and the tank in the corner, um, and one squad of B1s, which are just there to sort of, I'll keep a standby. So if Cad, if Cad Bane decides to pop up, I'll just stand by, shoot him, and then he can bugger off again, that sort of thing. Um, he pulled the bus around, ready, expecting to jump the uh, Black Suns out, and he got shot the hell out of the bus. The bus exploded. A couple of Black Suns died as they jumped out of the bus, and then they got pinned the hell down by all of the um, the Droidicas who just went boo 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 boo. And they ran away. And um, I basically just pushed up the ward and long-shotted various bits and pieces with the tank. Um, Cad Bane stayed alive for the whole game, but he didn't do anything. Maul died um, by being shot and then kicked by B1s, which is embarrassing for a bit. Um, the debate he was having was how to use Maul with his force powers and control with the three actions. It's like, do I recover, do things, do things? It's like you probably should just recover if you, all the time to get your force powers back, get your force push, get your choke, and all that. And that was a lesson learned for him, sort of thing. Um, so that was, and that was, so I won that one. And then game three was against Blizzard Force, which is the ATST version of Blizzard Force, and um, that was against Alfie, Alfie Gale. He keeps getting a mention on the podcast because <laughs> his dad gets annoyed that he doesn't get a mention on the podcast, and he still so won't. <laughs> Isn't that right, Anthony? There you, go. Oh, you can't anyway. say his name. Oh. Oh, I feel so, bad. Go on, Cockles. Tell, tell everyone where he lives. <laughs> uh, England. I actually don't know where he lives. Anyway, um, game three was uh, it was major offensive. Um, beautiful table. This was like on a, on a indoor type table. I'd basically done a similar thing with deployment. Kept the droidicas one bit as a block. B1's all the block. Tank dividing, that sort of thing. Alfie's mistake was to run the bikes up individually and then allow me to shoot them and pick them off and pick them off and pick them off um, in waves. And he basically just like bike pass, bike after bike after bike. And um, he after that, he was on the back foot losing men. I just basically didn't shoot the ATSD at all, at all. I basically ignored it and shot the and shot the. Even though I had a tank to deal with him, I just shot the other stuff because the dice ball would just go bye bye, see you later. And um, and it worked. Uh, I did lose my tank, but then it was. It, for him, it was game over. I won that table. It would have been, I think it was a full house clean 3 0 or 6 0 or whatever it was for the old um, intercept, that sort of stuff. And that's about it. And that was mine. And I came fifth. That's not too bad. That's, that's good. pretty good. Yeah. Damn. That's not so right. Pr- first, pr- proud, first, of, proud, proud of you, Cockles. 
Well, first time. Well, I choose not. Like I say, choose not to run janky little lists that uh, not janky uh, meta lists and things. I tried to run stuff that I think, oh, that'd be fun. So I did. I mean, um, Diff is still lower than first and second, though, right? Correct, it is, but it's still <laughs> I mean, if you're going to run Dark Troopers and confuse the hell out of one, or Blizzard Force, because wasn't Blizzard Force, there were two Blizzard Force in the top three, weren't there? Uh, yep. Yeah. There you go. So it was Dark Troopers, Blizzard Force, Blizzard Force, and Empire isn't a problem, apparently. Now, I want to give credit where credit's due for Mark Radford, though, because his Blizzard Force was... Oh, yeah, I forgot. His Blizzard Force is yeah. brilliant. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, go on, yeah, go on. Do this list now. All right, uh, let me find him. Where is he? Mark Radford. He ran... So while you find the list, because Mark is going to Worlds, so when anyone meets Mark, Mark's a bloody legend, and he'll bring something, and I hope he brings something that you just go, what the douche? And, and, it make, and he every time I've played him, he's played something that is mental, and we've had some real good games. He's won a couple, I've won a couple, and they've just been mental. So whenever you play him, I look for just have you'll have a great you'll have a great laugh. Here's his list: Darth Vader, burst of speed, choke, push, inspiring presence as commander. Mm. Then three snow troopers, all with recon intel and impact grenades. Three snow troopers, all with ion guns, recon intel, and impact grenades. And then four e-webs with the overcharge generators for 11 what? activations. <laughs> exactly. That was, one, that was the, everyone's reaction. Went, What's what? this boy up to? <laughs> oh, this, 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 dude, this dude had a plan. And what made it quite fun is the final did come down to the dark troopers and well, it wasn't really final, but the final game was dark troopers versus the ions. So oh, I Andy, played him round two. Did, oh, round, I thought it was round three. My bad. No, I played um, Haslam's amazing named list of Kenobi uses head and shoulders to keep his hair hair silky soft so he can concentrate <laughs> on chopping droids and not worrying about dandruff or Blizzard Force. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that outfit. Yeah, it, I would say there mustn't be character limits on the tick. Character <laughs> limits might be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was me v Haslam, and I don't know who did you play Ollie all week on that tournament. Uh, I played Lila. Um, you put me against a guy who's only ever played three games, round one, game one. So that wasn't fun for him. Um, no, it wasn't poor ben. No. Ben, yeah. ben was really unlucky to turn up to that event in that a, lot of, a fair few people were seasoned veterans and that he turns up as a, hi, I'm a new guy. And yeah, he, he played you I'm, game I'm, one. That's not fun well, for anyone. Yeah, you, you put him against Blizzard Force, game one, at his first ever tournament. I you horror. I blame, I blame the consular. He played um, <laughs> Vader three games. I mean, the likelihood of playing Vader back-to-back at a 16-man tournament is quite low. <laughs> but he managed it. Fair, fair, play, fair, fair play to the guy. Yeah, it, it was it was an unlucky pairing for him. Um, unfortunately, I'm not taking any prisoners at the moment just because of what we've got coming up this month. Um, game two, I think, was against Lila. It was against Lila and her all-black sons. Sorry, oops, all-black sons. Um, and then game three was against Rebels, actually. Uh, so it was two squads of Rebel commandos with the sniper in them. So full squads as opposed to strike teams. Uh, two squads of Rebel vets, two turrets, IG, IG-88 and Din Djarin. Um, and then a rebel officer with underworld connections. Uh, so it was, you know, it, it was a re- it was a reasonable list. Um, he had me at some decent range. Uh, I had some really good line of sight blockers that would allow for me to compulsory move the bikes over the over the building uh, and get straight into him. 
Um, and unfortunately, it just came down to key positions against Vader, which so long as I kept my activations at about the same point, then Vader's always going to win that game for me when he's not against a force user. So yeah, some 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 really really good games. Uh, did go three and zero. Unfortunately, lost out to Andy on uh, on some battle points. I think it was. So uh, I'll allow him to take a win every now and again. I mean, when you say every now and again, aren't you like if if, if there was a more if there was a like a, a tally of who's won more of you and him, isn't Andy uh, the one? And 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 Andy and I are almost fifty fifty percent on wins. I think I'm just about ahead now. I think it's Who something wins? like thirteen twelve. Here's one. Who wins when it matters? Me. <laughs> I'm in the I'm in the forever second club, cockles, and you're in the forever never attending worlds club. So shut up. <laughs> forever is a very forever is a very long. Only there's only I only entered two events last year that were eligible. I only entered two events last year that were eligible and yeah, qualified at both. Bl- but I didn't run Blizzard Force, so I didn't run. I didn't run Blizzard in uh, in Birmingham. Oh no, you ran your. Oh, you ran. Sorry, you ran DLT Luke Gunline. Yep. Just, to, just, hey, just to that, that was the Blizzard Force of uh, of a year ago, man. This is true. So say. again, metalists. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, um, I'm, 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 I'm American at heart in my list choosing. <laughs> I'm trying to think what state you'd be from now, but I'll come back to that one in a minute. Um, Andy, your three games, I know you said about um, the one with Mark. Do So who's your game one and who's your game three? And then we'll talk about actually talk about the game three of Matt Haslam's mental clone list. Um, so round one for me was... Da, 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 it was you, wasn't it? So smashed you. Um... What was your perspective? <laughs> I, I mean, because I, I, I said, you're right, I should have gone... B ones and Droidicas, but Celebi. Yeah, I think that's it. And as um, Evan pointed out earlier, that you're not the only the tank's the only thing that you've got that can deal with my double dark troopers. Um, so that kind of puts you. Once I've dealt with the tank, uh, you're going to struggle. Um, so and obviously, as I say, you, you, you misplayed with the Droidicas. I think it would have given you more survivability. Um, I don't know how much of the outcome would have changed. Um, being honest. Um, just because I don't, they're looking my, for crits. I don't know if it's just tabling. Probably that's the only difference. I think that's you probably win, the biggest you win, difference. Pro- you win nine times out of ten. Yeah, probably that in that matchup. Just, no, I'd agree like, with that. Yeah. I think it probably reduces the fact that I table you. Um, then game two was against Mark. Um, we played Sabs, and he he tried to flank with Vader, um, and it ends up. He had to burst the speed at an inconvenient time, which then left him out in the open um, after um, he was stuck there. Like He, he ended up killing some troops uh, that were by my evaporator, but the dark troopers were nearby and just blasted him off the board while the other unit of va- uh, evaporators were dealing with um, all the e-webs and then touched his evaporator for me to win 6-2 in the end. Um, and then game three was against uh, Matt, uh, Haslam and his. You uh, broke it. You broke the duck. Yeah, <laughs> I've never beaten Matt um, until recently when I've been running this list, uh, and I've now beaten him twice. Um, last time I played him, I tabled him, uh, and then this time I didn't table him, but uh, with payload, um, I touched the objective where he couldn't jump over with um, Obi Wan over a line of sight blocker because he was on one health from some really bad guardian saves and getting one or two shots on him. 
um, which then led to when he played his one pip, he had to just basically sit hiding like a big girl <laughs> um, because um, he went. He, he let me go before Obi, and um, I or did I win? The, I might have won the roll off, I think, because um, I played a one pip cont- to contest. Went with the dark troopers and just took a standby. So as soon as because he was two moves to get into melee, as soon as he jumped over the line of sight blocker, um, he would have died. So he didn't. Um, and that meant he couldn't move his payload anymore. So yeah, that was three good games. Um, when when I saw it was payload, I literally just went, "Why is payload still in somebody's deck?" Because of the way the, the, the way the rules changed made it practically yeah. a very difficult. It was nice. Well, it, it was nice to play it because I've not played it since the rule change, um, and it did make you think a bit more. Um, and in the old rules, I think the place we both picked would have potentially been like reachable in four turns um but because it wasn't um it was like in six turns kind of thing um so he had to move every turn um i stopped him and then i could make mine in five i think just the way it was placed so yeah it's interesting to see it play the way it's played now um i like it but i'm not sure if i want it in my deck though so my my opinion on payload is that if you're running a list that kills a lot of stuff into where if, if this was a world where objectives didn't matter and every game was just a brawl where you were fighting for points, uh, payload usually like now, especially allows you to do that. It's true that like you could end up in a situation where because you're blue players, you end up at a side of the board. That's like mega bad for payload. I think that's generally like not super duper likely, uh, unless your opponent has really like mega scoped out the terrain ahead of time to figure out how to disadvantage you. At the end of the day, what ends up happening is because it doesn't hover over everything now is that it is, it's slower for everybody and it makes it more likely you just have an MOB game. So if you have a list that likes to kill a lot of stuff and that doesn't die, I'm thinking of the classic one in my brain was Rexstar. Uh, I used to play that back in the day. I'll freely admit it. Uh, and when I played Rexstar, I'd, tended not to worry too much about objectives because you just killed everything. Uh, so if, if you have a list that does that, I think Payload's just fine. I think, uh, yeah, I was just surprised when I saw it was in my, in my head for Payload thing. Andy, you, you played it. What's, I mean, any, anything else extra on it? Yeah, no, I, I think Evan makes a valid point. If you're killing stuff, then they're going to have less units to be able to move their Payload or contest yours. Um, so you don't need to worry about it and just keep moving. And worst case is, you both get to a drawing point and you've killed enough points to win. So yeah. it's a win-win scenario, realistically. So I think if you've got a kill thing, yeah, keep it in your deck. Um, and especially, I suppose the other thing is when you're comparing it to something like key positions mm-hmm. where your dark troopers uh, are still only one unit, they get two activations, but they're one unit. Um, so maybe payload is better for you than key positions. So, yeah. Still a place for it, but just marginal now. Nice. So, but all in all, good event. Everyone had fun. Um, even Ben, I think Ben did have fun, even though he, he played Vader three times. Uh, but that's what happens when you're learning. I always found that whenever you go to your first event, you always get your ass handed to you. And Lord knows, I did when I went to my first major. That was at uh, that was my first well, my first event. Your your tenth event, too. also. I mean, at least for me, is like it took a long time to really it kind does of take, get. It into does the, take a while. Yeah, it does take a while. Evan, um, we're moving. You have you said you went to an event recently, but I neglected to ask who you really are when I did the intros. So this is your moment of to to 
grab a little bit of fame in Europe and Britain and say who you are and what and all this sorts of jazz. So Evan, if you don't know, is a go. Uh, I am the other guy named Evan at the Fifth Trooper. We'll start there. And uh, and I'm the other guy who ran Blizzard Force at LVO. Uh, so I, I guess that um, I'm guessing that you approached both Bullrus and Kyle before approaching me. Uh, uh, you're, you're shaking your heads because you're so polite, but yeah. No, we didn't. Just, <laughs> Ollie, Ollie went, Evan, 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 Evan says we'll come on. And we went, sweet, go for yeah, it. I, 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 I approached you because I saw your post on Facebook. Okay. Like, ah, there we go. <laughs> Yeah, and and I, I'm I'm in Seattle, so uh, the the other. Sorry, can I just stop you there? Yeah. Did you just does that make you a Seahawks fan? Uh, no, I'm actually a Ravens oh. fan because I grew up in Baltimore. Ah, oh, do you know what? I was sitting thinking oh, Seattle fan, and my American football brain just went. Yes, <laughs> big, big Seattle fan. Sorry, yeah, I lost lose my mind a little bit there. Carry on. <laughs> yeah, no problem. So uh, I'm I'm here in Seattle along with uh, Izzy Gambliel, who's I guess uh, the the other person with uh, sort of nationally known. He won Gen Con, uh, and and he's like really the one that kind of taught me. So you know, back when I was losing everything, uh, is that he was the one who uh, was kind of teaching me the ropes. And then both of us together, uh, along with others, taught uh, Bobby Joe Thomas the ropes, uh, uh, who's like kind of another. Uh, name who wins a lot of stuff that was from here now he's down in uh california um on assignment because he's with the military um but does that mean just as i had to get this in does that mean is he is he was the chosen one it was said that you all that with the force (laughs) he he (laughs) might have been yeah it's a Star uh, Wars reference in there for a Star Wars Legion show. Let me just chuck that one in. <laughs> he was the chosen one. I think I think Bobby Joe is the chosen one, but then the military uh, is is taking him away from us. Uh, so I think that he would have gone on to win a bunch of things, but he's going to be on a ship. Poor guy. What uh, depends what branch he's in. If he come, if he ends up being the in the Air Force, he could come over to Britain because there's a couple of good there's a couple of bases literally. Within an hour's drive from from both me and Andy, but an hour and a half from Molly, and he could road. he could just join us. Yeah, yeah. So unfortunately, he's Navy, so his base is going to be a boat that's like out in the middle of the Pacific somewhere. Yeah, I get a bit seasick. Not happening. <laughs> uh, but then I guess the other the other angle to me is that uh, I'm I'm a blogger for the Fifth Trooper. I've been doing that for a little over a year. Uh, I basically approached saying that I think that I can write articles that are at least like a little bit more lighthearted, maybe that have a little bit of a humor angle uh, more than what you uh, traditionally see in the gaming scene. And that's, that's really what I came on to do is to, because I like writing uh, in my day job, I don't get to do very much creatively. uh, So this was sort of an outlet to to do something fun and creative with writing in the first for the first time since like college um and uh, i've been having a blast so yeah now i'm here after after running blizzard forest at lvo uh i i did it i, I got into this and i on a couple of the posts that i've made i've made uh really there's one about talking about how to how to beat Blizzard Force, uh, trying to sort of help arm uh, everybody else to deal with 
to deal with this. Uh, now it's one of two menaces that are out there along with Dark Troopers, I think. Um, but uh, I, I played it at LVO. Legitimately, I, d- I did it to try to kind of gain some awareness and to help prove a point. Um, you know, Kyle, I think, was doing it for that reason and also to win as usual. Um, I didn't mind the fact that I ended up in third place, obviously, but the main reason I took it was to try to prove a point uh, that things were kind of a mess uh, and that it could use a rebalance before Worlds. Obviously, that didn't really pan out the way that we had hoped, and so now no, we, li- we live in a quite. world the way we live in. It is what it is. and yeah. It's probably going to be a case of there'll be whatever it is next year that is the flavor of the, yeah. of the, of the, of the three months before lvo and worlds it'll probably be the same again but you'd hope maybe they'd learn and go right lvo what was what what kicked ass right maybe yeah. a little rejig and i'm for me i think the, i'm of the opinion that i think blizzard force all it needs is a little points adjustment and that's maybe make, make the hr make the hru's a little bit more expensive or bikes more expensive when used in blizzard force not bikes more expensive full stop just when they're in blizzard force it's the command card the two pip well, my keep your gimmick somehow. My my fix would be like a like three little things. Like one is taking blasts out of the two pip. Two is making HRU's ten points more expensive, and then three. Honestly, like this is both a balance thing and a theme thing. Is that Blizzard Force should only be Commander Vader? Like in in Empire Strikes Back, that's literally the most Commander ish that Vader has been in the entirety of the canon. Like, that's it. Uh, and he was not way wrong. past totally his days of hunting down and killing Jedi, which is what his operative thing is supposed to be. So it doesn't make any sense. And I think that, you know, I guess we're going to talk about this later, but I, I think that the op version is uh, a little bit more uh, meta-deforming than the commander version is. Um, well, you can tell us about your games you had recently because you said you well you can tell us about those and then we'll go into the debate yeah yeah um, and i will set the rules for the debate and this understood is so before we get into the nasty stuff i i did play a local recently at a zulu's games in bothell washington uh and it was a i think it was a 16 person yeah 16 uh and uh we had some folks come out from portland uh which just for your reference, it's like it's like a four hour drive, so it's a good good distance. Um, and uh, I ended up going three zero. Um, what I what I brought was uh, a much more fun list than Blizzard Force, in my opinion, which was it was eight activations, Anakin, uh, a Fluttercraft, and a whole bunch of clones. And see, Ollie, it. fun can be had. <laughs> It's not, I mean, that's probably not exactly what we're going to bring to Worlds, although I haven't, I, I pitched the idea to uh, to Kyle on the, or to everybody on the 5th Trooper Discord, and uh, when I when I mentioned that I was thinking of bringing a Fluttercraft is that uh, he said, like, Evan, you're only allowed to, you're only allowed to talk about actual competitive lists on this channel. <laughs> you, were just, you just laughed out. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly. But I, I will say, and it was... It's only a single Fluttercraft. Uh, I think that running two or more, it starts to get a little bit, uh, your list starts to get a little bit obese on the side of paying for uh, units that have six Rebel Save wounds and that are like literally always going to be shootable. Um, but the idea was that 
you uh I, I kept order control on it by having a clone commander and fives and echo with a comms relay uh so that every every turn you would get clone commander to fives to echo relay to uh the fluttercraft and you could relay to like there were there were some turns where uh, you would want to relate to somebody else for whatever reason, so you could flex it a little bit. But uh, that way, between uh, between uh, the RPS and the fluttercraft is that you have like a very nice uh, big shot that you can do every turn uh, with the link targeting right in the fluttercraft. So you have one aim token. Uh, so it ends up uh, being a whole lot of dice, especially because I had medics in three of the uh, clone squads, which I think is like a really good buy right now uh, for clones, is the medic, um, and uh, so you could you could just kind of pick a unit that you wanted to really mess up and do that with your first activation. Uh, and the the thing that I'll say about Fluttercraft is that if if you're Flutter curious, then I wrote an article last year on Fifth Trooper, so you could check that out. Gets into the details of this, but uh, a lot of people kind of lambasted by saying that it's a piece of crap that'll die to sustain fire and therefore why would you pay 80 points for it or whatever uh it is true that it does die to sustain fire and so that's why the way to play it is to kite with it um which is that uh and this is this is the the gunner version by the way not the bomber um the bomber one i think unfortunately right now just just kind of melt and die but the the gunner version is that you have you have reposition and a compulsory move and when you combine those two things together is that you can really get all over the board because you get a reposition either before or after every single move you do and so if you start with a compulsory or a regular move and then you shoot and then you get out of there uh, then between it being speed two and a big base is that you can put a lot of distance between your target and yourself and if your target was on their flank then you've put a lot of a lot a lot of distance between yourself and the bulk of their army to the point where they have to make a choice of are they going to chase down the fluttercraft uh, and shoot it is that they can but in doing so is that that would take them away from the bulk of your army it would take them away from Anakin it might take them away from an objective um, so the the key is to not get shot with it when you can and then it can actually do a lot of work for you. I've never played against or with Fluttercraft yet. Mainly, I never used with because I've not bought one yet. I've just not got around to it. Um, but it's uh, it's, it's a fun models, model. It's just like, I'll say it's, that. That's exactly it. I was about to say. Yeah. It's one of those models you sit and go, cool, that looks fun. Uh, yeah. It looks like an absolute pain in the ass to build. But uh, yeah, it looks it fun is. to it's like to paint up and do things. There's Andy nodding his head going, yeah, pain in the ass to build. I'm, I'm, I feel like that. I'm just me. impressed anyone ever takes it to a tournament because there is mad props to how you transport that thing. Like it, it looks like it's a delicate little butterfly. Not. A I feel craft. like that is not going to be traveling internationally. No one that got outside the United States or all outside of a, a three-hour drive is taking that to a tournament because it's, that is it's not so broken. bad when you you shave down the the propellers are supposed to like slot in and get glued in like you know so that that's how they designed them. But if you shave down like the little insert tab. And then you put a magnet on both the top of the main hull and then a magnet on the bottom of the rotor. Uh, then you can transport the rotor and like the main body of the craft separately wow. and then just like pop the magnet on there. That, oh, and that way it won't shatter on, on the way there. 
next level hobby craft advice <laughs> from Evan Paul there. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, but you had fun at your event and all that sort of stuff. So was there anyone else practicing for Worlds or was it just yourself really? Sort of, uh, Iz- you Izzy was there. Anyone else was there? Izzy was doing it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Izzy was there. He was he was playing uh, a Dark Trooper list as well with IRG yeah. and Bova. Uh, and, and he was the one, uh, his, his strength of schedule was just a little bit better than mine. So he was the the, okay. the winner um his gift certificate was twenty dollars more so you know he's re- he was oh, really yeah. rubbing in my face like a jerk just kidding is is he's a lot nicer than me um <laughs> I'm, I'm more like i'm more like andy from the sound of you're it not, is uh you're not playing legion properly with your mates if you're not at least giving the odd little dig and going yeah <laughs> someone there again that sort of thing which these two do to me which is totally fair yeah um yeah. now here's a bit of fun um so you have a different blizzard force to young oliver i Mm -hmm. I say young because he's younger than me um and now is a time for a little bit of a debate so i have in my possession a little bell i'm going to be completely neutral on this one because i don't want it to be i don't want to be accused of oh you've not picked ollie because you don't want ollie to win oh you've not picked evan because he's not on the show i'm just gonna be completely (laughs) neutral and he's gonna score every time he hears a better me ding the bell according to what you say I'm going to literally be... So, Ollie, you're going to have an opening statement. Then, Evan, you'll have an opening statement. Ollie will then say... uh, Evan, you'll then say why yours is better and say, this is what mine does that's better than Ollie. Ollie can then respond. Then, Ollie, you say the same. And then, Evan, you respond. And that's exactly how we're doing it, okay? And, Andy, you'll hear the ding. You just mark it and tally it. And then you can tell me who wins after. So, then I don't want to have the score. So... Ollie, opening statement on your Blizzard Force. Obviously, tell say what it is, why it's good at, why it's better, and you're gonna have um, you're gonna have a minute starting now. Cool. Um, so my Blizzard Force runs Commander Vader. So it's 779 points, so 21 point bid, nine activations. Commander Vader with improvised orders, force push, choke, burst of speed. I've then got two HRUs with DLTs and HH12s. One snowtrooper with medical droid and impact grenades, one snowtrooper with ion snowtrooper and impact grenades, and then four speeder bikes with emergency transponder. Uh, command cards, I've got Implacable, Vader's Might, Fear and Dead Men, and then the Overwhelming Barrage card from Blizzard, plus Master of Evil and Darkness Descends, and then Missions and Conditions and Setups. We've got Breakthrough, Bombing Run, Hostage, KP, Advanced Positions, Hemmed In, Danger Close, Major Offensive, Minefield, Hostile Environment, War Weary, and Fortified Positions. I'm going uh, so to mi- give you an extra minute now because that took up a lot of time. So, yeah, yep, fair enough. Okay. Cool. <laughs> uh, so, <clears throat> the re- so, I've made a small change to the HRUs in that I've taken the rockets in there because of the sheer amount of dark troopers I'm expecting to see at Worlds. Um, and then, as well as that, taking the medical droid to give an additional wounds out to Vader, uh, as Vader is one of your key diving components, um, as well as having the Ion Snowtrooper to attempt to slow down any Dark Trooper advances or any buses uh, that are coming towards you to then give the HRU's time to take out whatever it is that's coming out you, whether that be a Lat or Dave Grant's Grav Tank or uh, any other vehicle, really. Um, so, yeah, I, I think those are some key positions. I think with Vader, uh, him having it, Infinite Courage is a real help to the list as well, as it just means you're always going to be able to be scoring on key positions. 20 seconds. Oh, so that's 20 seconds. Um, other than that, um, I don't think that you need an officer in a, in a list like this. Uh, you know, I could drop upgrades to take an officer. I don't think the 
the Inspire is pointless. Uh, the spotter is the only thing that I'm probably missing. Um, but having, like, I've got emergency transponders on the bikes, and that's keeping them either well aimed or well alive on turns they need to be. Time. Lovely. Okay, so that's your opening statement. And I, I dinged for the points I thought you made, because when you said you made changes, there's your dings. Um, Evan, uh, you're going to have when, uh, so you're going to have two minutes starting from now. Yeah, so the the Blizzard Force that I played at LVO, uh, which I, I named Fair and Balanced, which I think is very appropriate, uh, is that um, first things first is that this is basically taken nearly directly from uh, what Kyle uh, has been playing. Uh, I am not the, uh, the one who tends to make a ton of lists. I tend to uh, play them, but the the way if you haven't seen his list before is that it's an officer with uh, improv and electrobinoculars, operative Vader with uh, choke push tenacity, two naked snows, two of the standard HRUs with DLTRT, uh, and then four speeder bikes with transponders. Uh, the command cards are all Vader except for the broken two pip, and then uh, I think the the objectives are probably the most the other interesting thing that I did, which was different than Kyle's that I did breakthrough hostage bombing, which everybody has. And I did payload instead of key positions for the reasons that I had stated, which is uh blizzard is good at killing things. So I think that the, the main, the main reason why I like the 10 activation version a bit more, uh, is that, uh, the officer I think is actually important for a couple of reasons is that, Number one, especially when you have binox, is that when you're using when you're using spotter, uh, is that it enables your HRUs to still get that very important precise aim out of their shot uh, while they're still suppressed, uh, because they are going to be a courage one unit no matter what. I do I agree with you that the inspire is really not the most useful thing, especially because the officer wants to go before. Uh, the HRUs, uh, and so that that aim really allows you to get what you need. The second thing is that with the two pip, having the separate officer uh, allows you to get that uh, blast shot in the way you want, and then Vader is free to do as he pleases. Okay, two reasonable and very acceptable opening statements with some solid points in there. Evan, what I'd like you to do in two minutes is to explain why your one over... Ollie's specifically, uh, as opposed to the generic thing, is is superior, um, if you can. And then Ollie gets the rebuttal afterwards. So uh, two minutes, go. I think at the end of the day, for me, this all comes down to which Vader are you using. Uh, obviously, Commander Vader is no slouch at all. Uh, when you kind of put him in the grand scheme of things, is that he's probably right there in the top five of force users right alongside operative vader uh the main when i look at commander vader the main thing that i see is that i'm paying more uh for a unit that usually moves slower uh than operative vader does and uh and so then you have to think about like what are you going to do force power wise you're also paying more for a unit that does not have a natural ranged attack um, and when you put those two things in combination is that Obvader, he moves across the field more quickly. He can use that range attack, not to do damage, but to scatter people up in front of him in order to create the melee situations that he really wants to land in. Uh, and honestly, like there, there's two things about Blizzard Force at the end of the day. It's 
the bikes. Uh, so it's it's about your bike play, the distance that you keep with them. Uh, it sounds like the the way the bikes exist in the list are similar between Ollie's list and mine. So that's not really different. It all comes down to Vader. Uh, and when your bikes aren't really doing the job that they need to do, uh, the question is just going to be, uh, what is your Vader doing? Uh, is he really getting in there and disrupting the way that he needs to? Uh, and and that can make the difference in a lot of games where the bikes themselves don't win the whole thing for you. Lovely. Okay, dokie. Right, some points there. So basically, uh, Ollie, you get your rebuttal. Uh, and you and so this is rebuttals to the points made that the points that my, oh, Evan has just made specifically. Um not why yours is better, yours comes up, that comes after. So two minutes starting now. Cool. Um so I, I think I think with the scatter and the range attack, um, you know, I'll I'll have to give you the agreement to that as that does allow Vader to move in a little bit quicker. Um but I honestly don't think that you need to be running Vader across the table. Um like much at all. Um, I think that's where the burst comes in um, and on which command cards you play alongside the burst. And that's the reason why he's in there. Um, the being able to have compel your troopers um, as well allows for some really, really key movements on your troopers. Um, so for instance, if you really, really want to get your HRUs in range of a unit, uh, but they've got suppression on them and you're actually just praying to the RNGs as to uh, allow you to move them, um, having Vader's Compel allows you to move them into range and still be able to get your shot off, um, which, you know, can, can in my opinion, can specifically turn games. Um, and even even in the sense of like moving a medical, like compelling a unit of snowtroopers with a medical droid over to a unit of HRUs that's just lost their heavy so that you can get full capacity out of their shot for the turn uh, whereas you may not have been able to do that before um, just from suppression so um, I think that although you do lose out on the range it allows you to play Vader a lot more cagey um, which is how I play Blizzard Force so um, and you'll tell you when I've played games against him my bikes are usually just move in shoot move back out and I'll repeat that until sort of the later turns um, when I'll then try and go and focus down individual units um, I think Having that third command slot again, it's just for it's just for burst, but also having the additional red dice and the additional impact has really, really done me well. So for instance, when we were talking about Justin's list, land speeder flies in with Han attached to it. Op- operative Vader until he's taken a wound can't one shot Han. Whereas Commander Vader from the start of the game can go in and deal with units and lists that try and dive into your lines. Okay. So points made again. I don't. I'm not keeping score by the way. I'm just going bing bing when I hear something. Like, That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, Ollie, now you to need to. So, that. sorry again. I'm choosing to ignore after dings. Oh, <laughs> are, basically, are, are they my dings specifically? <laughs> so, so basically, the end of it, we're going to be like, oh, so Evan got 27 and Ollie got one. So, so um, hey, Ollie, you're going to tell me now. You're going to now say why yours is superior. I'm trying to avoid the avoid make it repeating points. Go two minutes. Um, Commander Vader can go almost range four and a half with implacable on burst of speed turn, um, which means that he can get from one end of the board to the other. And unless unless the players you're going up against know that, it's going to catch every single one of them out because they're like, "Oh, my uh, my hostage was safe. Uh, there was there was no way a speed one Commander Vader can get near him." Um, I think the HH12s are going to be really really key when going up against Dark Troopers. I think a uh, two red three black impact four ranged shot is going to be enough to keep some Dark Troopers at bay. Uh, 
And then for once they get close, that's why I've got the impact grenades on the snow troopers and the eye on, on the snow trooper, because it really means that as soon as those dark troopers get into your range ones, your range twos, which is where they need to be, they're either going to have the HRUs coming at them, Vader's impact three, PS3 coming at them, the bikes. I think I worked this out the other day that my list is impact 29 a turn, um, which means that anybody that throws a vehicle anywhere near it is going to get tanked by it. And, it, and then also, you know, when I'm firing back at the other HRUs, they're firing three red, three white. I'm firing two red, three black. So the, the difference in return fire to just basic infantry units isn't massively different. Now, yes, I understand that I'm going to have to, uh, you know, ready up the rockets. But I think with that combination of dice, you're generally going to be getting about four hits, which even with an aimed HRU, you're kind of looking at around the same. Okie dokie. I'm going to get a point for that as well, because that is a good point at the end. Well made. And finally, Evan, you rebuttals to the points made. And then, uh, yeah, uh, so two minutes going from now. Oh, you're on mute, so I'll give you time back. Hold on. <laughs> Thanks there for we that. Go. go for it. Yeah, I think that... Uh... When it when it comes to when it comes to HH twelve, I think that regardless of the fact, like you do have compel that does allow you to, to move up, uh, but I think that just being able to have that range four attack that is a truly massive amount of dice at range four, and especially when you have that extra aim to just make sure that you get it through, is that that allows you to um, that allows you to have like equivalent game against pretty much any list that's out there and i realize that the dlt itself is not going to do a ton against the dark troopers but this is i'll admit this is theoretical because i haven't actually done this matchup i'm not playing blizzard at world so it hasn't been the thing that's mainly on my mind uh but that against dark troopers i think that the game is really going to be uh what is your speeder bike play what is the distance game you're playing with them? Uh, I think like you're going to have to make a choice to uh, potentially use Master of Evil to get extra order control on your speeder bikes early on. Uh, and I realize that it is kind of a sacrifice, but if you can have a little bit more order control on the turn of engagement uh, to the point where your bikes are going in at the very least after their uh, first activation um, uh, so that you can get some free shots on them, uh, then, like, yes, there is going to be a little bit of RNGs uh, in the mix there, but uh, I would rather rely on the massive amount of impact that's coming from uh, the combination of Vader and my speeder bikes than to uh, make my HRUs a little bit less usable against the other lists that are out there because you might go the whole day and never run into Dark Troopers at all. Lovely. Gentlemen, that was a great debate. Points well made on both sides. Um, Andy, uh, do you have any, before you reveal any scores, do you have any points you'd like to just set to question the two on and just say, disagree, I agree with the other two? Um, I think there was a great amount of uh, valid points on both sides. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything that stands out. Great, I think most you great contribution, that one there, yeah. mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody's line good. Like, Andy will have something interesting to say. The, the no. One, the one valid not thing, this time. I think both lists are wrong because you're not running double dark troopers. Uh, and I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> well, okay, there we go. So, um, again, I didn't count. I'm just going ding because I heard things. And I was like, yep, I like it. I agree. Or I just think that's a valid point, that sort of thing. So, Andy... How many debate points did uh, Ollie amass? Ollie scored four in the first round, mm -hmm. three in the second round, 
Seven. And three in the final round. So ten. Of ten. Evan, what did he get? He scored three in the first round. Oh. Four in the second round. Oh. And four in the final round. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Collusion. <laughs> um, he's done it by one point. I mean, to, and, and then now there's two things that you can look at. This is like one, they're both bloody good lists, and they can both do good things brilliantly. Um, so it's kind of a case of it'll be interesting. You know what? I re- do not. I pray. Round one, game one, Worlds, CBT three, Oli Dyer, Evan Paul. That'd be really fun. <laughs> Except I'm going to be playing Anakin, so <laughs> it's not even really going to be a battle. Uh, but but you know, I still want that. <laughs> the uh, the point should really probably go to Kyle because as I said before, is that my list was not like an original work. You know, I, I can't. Kyle's put my not copyright. here to debate. You made the debate. <laughs> Kyle did not debate. I think it was the the final point was I think Evan said right at the end that in his version with the normal HRU setup of DLT and RT nine C or whatever it's called, it's um, against other factions. It's more consistent than the um, the the HR the HH twelve one because you haven't got recover. You've both got access to the extra aims or whatever, but on the, there will be a game. Um, where the HH12s need to recover and they're suppressed. Um, I think you, you're right with the compel that opens up so much move and shoot options for you or double moves for that final objective grab. But being able to always shoot with at least impact one with six dice as a guarantee mm. at range four is probably just that literal last point. And I think you dinged on it, um, Cockles, literally at the last second about it. Um, and I think that literally swung the, the argument in that way. It was the I think what made me go, you know what, you, in the one that actually I think the one that was the one that made me ding on the last one was the fact that you might not you might not play Dark Troopers at all. Just yeah. luck might not you. So therefore, you, if you overplan, this is what I and because I, I was thinking, oh, when I go to MK, oh, everyone's going to be oh, there'll be loads of Dark Troopers or there'll be lots of armor. So when I was making my list, that was the, the all the B ones with the tank and, and the Droidicus. I was thinking, oh, there's going to be loads of B one. There's going to be loads of impact in there. So I How originally many... thought about taking the rockets instead of the e5c but i didn't but then and then someone cleverly said we with the rockets you've got to recover every time so if you mm-hmm. if you orders things not the uh, buggered um which it would never was anyway but if the orders were out of sync you waste uh, you waste your shot that sort of thing so um that was why i went e5c's over rockets Evan, do you know how many dart troopers that six hh12 encountered uh one so, <laughs> but it, it was yeah. the one that mattered. Oh, okay. Oh, because it was the final round, was it? Uh, yeah, I think that was yeah. that was the final round. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that's a pure example. I mean, obviously, he still had great pilot skill to still win the other five rounds. Or and that that list also had Ig and Boba in it. You know, it's like, or it might have been Ig and Bosk. I can't remember which one. Uh, I think it's Bosk. But yeah, yeah Bosk is right. That that's the thing though is that that list had had a lot of different weapons and so it's true that the the AJ twelves in that list is first of all he had six of them so that I think that that makes it less of an issue when you have that much redundancy compared to the HRU where you have two units that where like one suppression token could make the difference between being able to use both your heavies that turn or not doing that uh, is that. He has got redundancy, and then against the list where the impact doesn't matter, he does still have a lot of dice, and he also has two bounty hunters that can both like hit very hard at range. 
uh and uh and like i i like that list a lot legitimately i know that like people looked at the heavies and you know were like oh this guy's crazy but when i took a look at that i think that it was like a really legitimate meta choice and it has game against non-dark trooper lists yeah and i think as you say with the redundancy um if you've got six of them and only three of them fire that turn they can recover while the next turn the other three fire so you've got like a cycle like built into your army mm-hmm. because if they if they are all suppressed then well one lot fires and then re- the other half recovers and that way you've still got a high impact for that round and you're still shooting as well with one action for, for your core squads um so yeah i think it's got as you say a good built-in redundancy and into it as well where just having two hrus if they're both if only one of them's firing a turn um you, you're happy with that <laughs> but yeah Go on, Ollie. Ollie, any last points on this before we wrap up the Blizzard Force debate? I'd like no. to say wrap up the Blizzard Force debate for once and for all, but I think it's going to be here for at least another two episodes. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, I, no, I think I think Evan makes some really, really good points. Um, again, I haven't tested out the list with the HH12s yet. Uh, it's simply from the rumour mill and what I'm generally expecting to see a good portion of at the event. Um, so, you know, as Jay would say, they're the new hotness. Um, and I think a lot of people are going to be really, really keen on taking them. Um, and I just don't feel personally that that Blizzard has enough reasonable one-shotted impact. Like, if you're throwing impact eight across two shots into a unit of dark troopers at range four, that's a lot better than trying to get your bikes in and get them in danger range. Um, but again, like the, the, there's still plenty of testing to be done. Andy and I are at an event in London um, this coming Sunday, I think. Uh, so I'm going to give it a go there, and I'll uh, be sure to keep you all updated on how that goes. Is that the that's the Dark the, Sphere event? No, bad bad moon this time. That's no bad moon. What what what, what a name! I was have to say about that. <laughs> um, so that's the Blizzard Force. Thank you, gentlemen. Little. Small round of applause. Well, good debate. Well held there. Well held there. Well, well, well done, gentlemen. Well done. I do just um, want to mention that I think Ali could absolutely be right, and uh, you you don't know until you try, right? So, like, this is knows? it, and and it's you, you might know until you get there because yeah, because yeah. Dark Troopers are so new. I reckon that yep. they've been released two to three months prior before they were. Then there'll probably be a bigger feel for what they're going to do, who's what's going to count them, etc. That sort of thing. And as a result of that, you might see more faction diversion, whereas everyone's sitting there thinking Empire, Empire, Empire at the moment, um, which is a little bit of a shame, but then it is what it is. There you go. Um, but Andy, you're the true Dark Trooper vet for the uh, for us at the moment because you've had, what, three to six to possibly ten reps with them? Um, do you want to add a zero to the end of that? What, three to six to ten? Um, no, I'm talking 30 reps. Have you had... <laughs> what? <laughs> so, How? I, literally, How? I, literally, I literally clocked in my 30th game of Double Dark Troopers in last night, and that's with the list I'm taking to Worlds. Have you got seals on, like, a <laughs> conveyor belt to club with Dark Troopers, just, like, bring yeah, in... All, bring all, in the... all, all 30 seals look really weirdly like Jack Prouty. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Bring in the next seal. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> um, I, I was one of them. 
yeah, like obviously we had three games at that tournament. I had three at the uh, weekend from another tournament. Um, we had January's tournament was Dark Troopers as well. So that's nine just of actual physical tournaments. Um, oh no, not January because I couldn't run on them um, because they weren't officially out. Um, but I've been proxying them on local game nights. Um, so and we've had two world's practice days where it's been like me lila anthony gale um nav and a few others like rotating it's his second mention in one show there yeah <laughs> um and jeff as well like we had uh, them kind of days we're starting at like 10 in the morning finishing at 10 at night and we're we're hammering out four or five games um basically so we'll rotate around like a mini tournament um, so they, two of them, that's 10 games in. As I say, two tournaments, that's another nine games wow. in. Okay. Um, that is a lot. Of, so, okay, 30 reps in. Um, yeah. First off, first, I'll put one thing. Mm-hmm. Does your does your better half listen to the show by any chance? She does. Right. So this is a message for her. Well done for letting him out that much. That is impressive. <laughs> um, I hope he does the dishes and I hope he makes the bed and, wash, and does the washing to earn himself that many reps to get games in. So well done. <laughs> 30 games. Yeah, she's yes. very, anyway. very, very patient um, and amazing. Um, that, but like, you, I like that. You put, no, surely, what, do you want to say that again? I can maybe get it in edit. What you wanted to say then is she's amazing and very patient. Not go, <laughs> she's very patient. Oh, and amazing. You want to get the, 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 the right. adjectives the right way around. <laughs> um, but like, I mean, I even, there's been a few seals, if you want to call it like that. And you say, like, I've played Jack probably maybe eight of them games but we've even made he's been playing um like anakin rps saber throwing which is uh, Jack's a list. No seal. he's no, um, seal. He's more no he's not a seal like he's won the london grand tournament he's you was the uk champion before me essentially um <laughs> yeah good question evan um so the current stats out of 30 games is 27 wins three losses um so what are the three losses out of interest one loss was to Lila's Black Sons. Uh, one oh, loss yep. has been to uh, Jeff um, and his double uh, ATST list because that mm. scares the crap out of me. Because um, at the time, I think he was running it as Impact 16 or something. Two ATSTs, three bikes, two HRUs, or something stupid like that. Um, so that yeah, that just obliterates Dark Troopers. Um, but I also have beaten him with double Dark Troopers against double ATST. So that's it's one and one for that. So I'm quite happy. Um, are we in a, um, have we got like a, a thing on here? So I'm just thinking about it. you know like the rock paper scissors. Yeah. So you have Vader Blizzard Force beats ATST Blizzard Force. Mm-hmm. ATST Blizzard Force beats Dark Troopers. Dark Troopers beat Vader Blizzard Force. It's like that sort. Of... I'd say that's probably a, a valid statement. Um, and the last game I've lost is to Jack Protein as well, um, with uh, an OB dodge spam list. Um, yeah. yeah, I love those lists. Yeah, so <laughs> that's, my, that's my jam. Uh, I, I felt it was important to, after killing the unit on sabotage, to also go and touch his evaporator to rub it into him. Um, that I was going to win, and I did double tap it. Um, but that was on turn four, and he still then had enough time to <laughs> retap it four times, um, and then one on points destroyed. So it was a, a bit of a rookie mistake since I should have backed off. What um, is your what is your common loadout with with the dark troopers at the moment? So what you what you putting in, in what you putting them on them and in them with? I will right only ever take them. So I'm running Imperial Remnant, um, and it's uh, rocket and uh, Gatling gun, and I'll run two of them. And... Uh, 
No. When you say running them in the Imperial Remnant, just remind yep. people what that does for, for, for So for, for any the unit outside of range of my commander, whose command range is two, uh, receives a free aim or dodge token. So I'm essentially playing Shadow Collective um, with um, everyone having a free aim or a dodge. So I tend That's to put dodges on the bikes. Um, apart from the first turn where they're engaged, I'll deploy them like a double move back, give them an aim, and then that way they it's essentially a transponder for a turn. Um, and then double move in, take a shot with an aim. Next turn round, I just need to take dodges because they're in range to take an aim action and shoot and then one compulsory. If I want to skadoodle off and play like a Blizzard player where you kind of do hit and runs, then you can still take a dodge, um, shoot, double move, um, and that way you're kind of increasing your lifespan. And you can kind of tank um, a Blizzard Force um, or, or strike as well with the bikes in the, in the army. Um, because four hits, you might only hit three, um, if, depend because they've got two shots, they've only got to spread that aim out um, if they've only got one aim. So one of them shots is going to be free. You don't put two, the two bikes next to each other. You dodge one, and that means you, you're going to take at most two wounds, which means you're, both your bikes have survived, which is a real key thing in that kind of bike matchup. Um, and then obviously your, your dark troopers get free aims, your death troopers get free aims, your scout troopers get free aims. Uh, <laughs> so, <clears throat> oh, look, not, that's, not broken at all. That's the thing is that the, uh, the remnant battle force is that the command range and independent split is that that is like that, that provides a balancing act for the core uh, because for the core, they're all, they're all going to be courage one uh, for the most part, unless you're like cramming an officer in there. But, uh, but, but for units that don't care about suppression, like, like a speeder bike or a dark trooper, and then also for the death troopers where they probably are going to have the same courage as your commander anyway, is that it's like a win-win. Uh, so, yeah, so yeah. I've got two units that I have to be very cautious. And I that was one of the games that um, I did lose uh, against Jeff with the um, shore troopers and storm troopers. Um, I kind of moved them a bit too early to engage on intercept. So when it came to turn six, um, they were suppressed and couldn't score. Um, but every, as you say, every other thing else in my army is courage too. Um, and it's not too much of an issue. You just got to kind of play that balance. Um, I'd say the biggest issue in, in the list is more the lack of command cards. Um, everyone I'm playing are like, oh, you know what command cards to play? And I'm like, yeah, it's a snap. There is no decision making with it whatsoever. It's a cycle of I play probably standing orders turn one. I've got eleven activations. I want to go second. Um, so even I was playing Bushvax the other night. He's got ten activation rebels. I'll go second on that. He moves Luke or Boba Fett into a position. I can still move with a bike and, and shoot him. Um, so, yeah, it's what I'm enjoying at the moment, and it's kind of doing well. I'm trying to find more varieties of of a list to play against, just to make sure I'm not getting too uh, cocky or carried away with it. I think high impact is scaring the crap out of me, and I think a lot of people are going to be bringing it with them. So I need to kind of be cautious. Oh, as a non-Empire player, I look forward to the days of when I can have an, a unit that does stuff like that. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I mean, I don't know what that unit could be. I mean, like we've got Rebel Commandos, that could be something. You've got, and I don't know what could be given for the Rebels. I mean, the, um, the Rebel Access is really the T forty seven, which is 
probably decent against Dark Troopers, but it just... You know what? I reckon it probably could be, right, as well. Yeah. I mean, what's it? So, on average, it will do four hits, which is a dead model. Hmm. Unless you roll your dice. Yeah, Dark Troopers are very... They are very dicey. When the dice fail you, um, it will hurt a lot more. Um because obviously the, you, you've put in a lot of points. Uh, half my army is in two units. Um, they do hit hard, but um, if you focus them, then uh, it starts to die off quite quickly. Mm. Um, luckily, in my, as I say, in the list I'm currently running, I've only got three padding activations. So I've got um, a, a Maggie and the Storms and St. Erst Shores. They're the only three units that really don't do anything in my army out of 11 activations. Everything else is hitting you at range four to three uh, with a minimum of six dice, um, and like even the because even naked scouts, that eight dice sharpshooter one <laughs> with a free yeah, aim, pain, still painful. I think it yeah, was, I think it was scouts that managed to whittle down um, Droidikas. They basically yeah. just went, oh bye bye all of your shields, and then something else came and finished it off. And so the, like, oh. the thing that makes them quite, the thing I'm finding quite enjoyable with, with them, which I've never had before, it's only Imperial Remnant that's making them interesting, is. The, the, it's easy to get them in heavy cover. You've got low profile, and you start the turn with a dodge. That's four hits mm. on, on one shot, or three hits on multiple shots. That makes them quite tanky. Um, and they only need to survive to touch the objective at the end for key position, or score on intercept, run in, run back out, do it again, turn six. Um, so yeah, it's I still count them as a valid threat. Um, they beat, they helped me beat uh, Dave Grant. Um, they literally spent, didn't fire a single shot, make a single save all game. Uh, Cockle, ring, ring, ring the bell. Ring the bell. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you don't know what happened there. <laughs> just fall asleep. <laughs> I was just, yeah, it was just like, oh, but you're beat Dave Grant. Of course, yeah, of course, yeah, anyone. Uh, sorry, beat Dave Grant. Yeah, there we go again. Sorry. <laughs> it sounds sorry. like I'm bitter about that. I'm not bitter about Dave. No, sorry. Anyone beating Ollie? There we go. There we go. <laughs> you, you, you're welcome to join that very short queue. It's mostly Andy. <laughs> no, I've gone from the harder they fall. Having a list dilemma to feeling quite comfortable now. Um, I've got some reps in in the last month and a half. Two so months. we've got the next show is obviously in two weeks' time. We won't be recording on our t- usual Tuesday. We'll do it on the Monday. So I expect you to fully have about 312 reps by then. Yeah. <laughs> I've got yeah. two tournaments between now and then. So yeah. Uh, oh, oh, as a by, as a by the by, I might be able to play you next Monday night if you fancy it because uh, I'm in Peterborough for work, and if I can blag getting up there and staying, not staying there, but if I can get up there and my work say, yeah, okay, come back later, then yeah, because it's a work vehicle, I've got to be careful. I'll, 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 anyway, blag. I'll, 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 I'll come, I'll come up as well. I'll, I blag uh, my, I blag my work vehicle every time. <laughs> yeah, but my mine's mine's all liveried up, and they all know who I am. So I. Did you just have a query about the word blag? I, I, no, I, I don't understand anything of what you just said. Is that you said right. blag and livery? No, right. that's so, that's uh, not my English. Livery is just like the, the the decoration that's on my van. I'm a telecoms engineer, so the company I work for it has all of their stuff plastered all over my van. Yeah. Uh, blag basically just convi- uh, how can I describe blag? Yes, con- con- convince someone convince, of something convince. that's relatively yeah, untrue. If I, could, if I could say so, if I could say if I could um, if you if I managed to talk you. This isn't going to happen in the way, but if I was able to talk you around to getting me a ticket to Worlds and a flight, 
and you went, yeah, sure, fine. And I persuaded you with like loads of things. I've blanked, I've blagged the ticket off of you. If that makes sense. I mean, a common way, a common phrase would be you, you blag your way into a nightclub, like yeah. when you're not eighteen. Oh, what? oh, come on, come on, mate! I've got a beard. I've got a beard. Let me let, let me in, please. Yeah, so like if you're underage oh, and you try yeah, and sneak into a nightclub. Yeah, I know the trainers, but I mean they're smart yeah. trainers, aren't they? Yeah, yeah I'll, get, I'll get in. You blag your way in there. You know, um, you're right. Is that in America we wouldn't really have like one great word that describes what you're talking about? Is like it's somewhere between like kind of bullshitted and conned. But you're not really yes. lying. You're just like politicians in America blag. Yeah, their way you're to politicking. Power. Yeah, <laughs> uh, absolutely. That's all we do. <laughs> there you go. You, you the start spreading it. Start using it. Get it. Yeah. Get it out there. <laughs> Yep. So, then, so, same as my ad. Next time I see you playing a game, it better be Officer Maggie, regardless of what country you're in. <laughs> yes. I, I certainly prefer that to Becky, which I've I've written about why uh, that's like really we should stop saying that. But you can check Reece, out my uh... Reese Griffin is the champion of the be- of the Maggie Becky debate in where he is in Michigan. He's literally whenever he plays, he's like, no, it's it's Maggie, it's Maggie. So Dave Reece Grant told like, me about it. Dave Dave being a Northerner will have proper anti-hatred to Maggie oh, and Maggie Thatcher what? for being proper northern. Disgraceful. I'd paint mine up as Mar- Margaret Thatcher if I could paint. <laughs> someone, I have seen someone, I have seen someone list coming along, actually? How many models we have? Uh, how many models have I painted? None. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, all, literally, all I'm going to do is I'm going to spray paint them black, I'm going to dust them white, and then I'm going to add a couple of other colours and then base them in just some basic snow. And then I'm going to lob them in a bag. <laughs> that's how that's how that's going to work that's because the, yeah. because because that's what I do before every tournament. I had a Warhammer 40k tournament about a year ago. My arm, none of my army was painted six days before the tournament, and I got it to three color minimum, good standard, and people actually liked the paint scheme in like six days. So you're you're about- that guy in this group, Ali. You're the guy who shows up with the the primed miniatures. I'm, I'm the guy that shows They're up. They're not even hour. built. I'm, I'm, They're not even built. Well, no, that's, <laughs> right. So right. So the bikes are are under construction, but they are just about playable on a table. I'm also the player that is notoriously late everywhere. Like, it's, it's honestly, if I, if I wasn't sharing a room with Dave Grant at Worlds, I'd be late to round one at Worlds. There's no way around it. He is going to kick your ass. Oh, my God, out of bed. <laughs> get out of bed now. Get, get out of bed now, you daft dear. <laughs> I'm just going to so, say, so you... Evan, Yep, you're you're the guy that shows up where you're like, all right, so these these pitch black uh, boys in the armor, these are the stormtroopers, and then these boys over there is that these are the dark troopers, and of course you can tell the difference between them, right? I mean, I, I didn't, I, did, I mean, I, I didn't realize I was from South Africa. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> hey, Radbury, these are my, these are my stormtroopers, y'all. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> my speeder bike is going to go three, is, speed three. He's, he's, going, going, he's, he's going to cut through your lines, bro. Yeah, <laughs> he's, going, he's, going to, he's going to shoot you like a prawn. Oh, um, Right, like the the South African accents I know is that like a hundred percent of them it's either District Nine or it's like mercenaries in video games for some yes. reason are like yep. always South African. Oh, and, my, yeah. and it's like, all right, get, gonna go over there, take take the hit, all right? <laughs> if you uh, one of my one of my one of my close friends, a guy called Adam, uh, and you guys have met him, Ollie and Andy. Uh, he's just getting in, he's getting into legions and, and things. And he comes to a couple of events. He he is part South African. And if ever you, the, the he he gets he he lingers now and again, but he goes full South African if you talk about a barbecue. All oh, right, I'm going to get uh yeah for so for the braai, I will uh, take some I'll take some sausages. I'll put these on, 
and I'll uh, get the, uh, the the Burwurst, the Burwurst, not the Bratwurst, the Burwurst, because it's a South African sausage, yeah? and I'll put them on a bride, do that quite well. And he does it brilliantly. So he goes, he swings. It's really handy. Um, but anyway, shout out to the accents. South African players, we love you. Um, questions, Q&A. Thank you for the we'll divert. We keep the Discord diversion. So we have some Q&A. So we have, uh, for those that don't know, we have a, a we have a Patreon uh, thing. Is it a Patreon service? A Patreon, yeah, a Patreon service that you may subscribe to. And if you do, you can have access to our little Discord community and ask us questions and have a little laugh. All of which um, our members in, in, inside, albeit still quite young, uh, we're all having a great laugh with each other, and um, everyone's getting to talk, talk Legion, and have chats. And obviously, prior to the show, we say, hey, anyone have any questions? So I've got a few questions that we can answer together. So uh, first question is, for, is, in front, is from Tom Smithy Smith, as his Discord handle is. Uh, this month was the second Worlds. Uh, sorry, this month is the second Worlds. Obviously, we've got some good UK and European representation in this one, as we've had a few uh, years of qualifiers. I think the first one was very US heavy. But do you think that AMG will pay more attention to the wider world and support more events with world's invites or do you think that they'll just continue to focus more us continent based or is one invite for the uk enough um he goes on to say this is back off a discussion the other day that the uk looks like it'll only get one qualifier this year um at the either ukge or the lg uh, london grand tournament and it's not looking like it'll have one at mkgt which sucks um both of which should have an invite on the line based on their participation in the competitive players so basically one qualifier for the UK? What the hell? And um, what do we think? General, Ollie, you can go first because you've got your hand up and you're bouncing up and down, so go for it. Um, short answer is no. Because uh, <laughs> for, for, for the main reason that any game that is headed in America tends to, and and I don't know why they do this because Europe, Europe is such a huge market. The UK specifically is probably the second largest Legion market in the world. Um, but we get, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I've just read a comment from Cockles. This isn't anti-US, by the way. Uh, it just seems to be the way that uh, US companies deal with games. And of course, I understand that it's a lot easier to build a network and run events stateside. Like, I, I get that. Um, and the UK has not been... We've not been treated very kindly by uh, certain how the events have been ran world like worlds wise, and so there has been a little bit of backlog from it, uh, backlash from it. But I think that we have some great players. I think that if we're getting events that are 40, 50, 60 big, we should be getting treated or at least be getting proportionally a similar amount. Um, of events. I think that there should be a world qualifier based up in Scotland, one that's based in the Midlands, and one that's based in the South. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I think that it needs to be evenly spread so that all players get access. I, I met some great Scottish players when I when I when I did a two day tournament in Element, but having both to- having both world qualifiers in Birmingham and in London, it's just too far from to travel. Mm, it is. I, I totally agree with everything that Ali just said from the standpoint of Europe needs more. And I also agree that it's not super likely that they're going to get more. Uh, and I think that at the core of this is that uh, atomic mass in particular just has not seemed to be super invested in competitive play and really kind of growing that worldwide uh, is that I sometimes get the impression that they're being kind of dragged into competitive play because they inherited these uh, three properties from FFG that were very 
set in it uh, in terms of having a lot of competitive play. Um, they haven't you know, I think next year though, haven't they? They they haven't yet, and so uh, this is this is all still conjecture, um, and they they may pleasantly surprise us. So I'll be thought, glad to see if they do. I thought I saw that one of the frontline gaming events officially had their first worlds for next year tickets available. Um, they, they announced it or something along that lines. I wouldn't be surprised if they did, um, but again, that's that's still we're talking America there. Uh, oh and yeah, yeah. Even in America, is that I wasn't playing Legion back then when apparently like worlds of invites were being handed out like candy. Uh, but uh, you know, like the idea of having like the smaller regional events that were not, you know, not a ton bigger than like a typical local um, that had worlds invites attached to it. Uh, that that's the way I think most people got their invites for the current worlds was playing in those. Um, and I'm I, I hope that that's a thing again, but I'm not so sure if it will be. Here's a query for you, and it's, this is just me an idea. Is there a two? Well, it's two actually. Is what one? One. If there was, if the worlds took place in Europe, and I'm just I say Europe, and it could be it could be Munich, it could be London, it could be Paris, wherever in Europe. Full stop. Do you think that it would? Do you think there'd be the same annoyance from US-based players saying, "Oh, I've got to go away to Europe, got to go to Europe to play in this worlds," in the same way that all the Europeans are going? Oh, I've got to go to America. Although when we're going, we go, yeah, you get to go to America. So, <laughs> so do you think that? But do you think there'll be the same draw if that was the case? Uh, absolutely. I mean, you know, we're, we're Americans. Hard... We love complaining about things. So of course we would. Be, uh, sorry, uh... sorry, my friend. Have you met the British? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we the, we the speciality. Carry there's on, nothing. Sorry. There's nothing I love more and hate more than queuing. <laughs> <laughs> I love a queue, but, but I hate queue jumper. We'll queue to complain about the queue length. Yeah, oh, that is that is prime time British, mate. Sorry, do you know how long I've queued for this lovely cup of tea? That's exactly. It. Anyway, sorry, you were saying would there be? So my question was, would there be the same draw from the states to the to to Europe? It, I, don't, I don't think it would be the. I don't think it would be the same draw. Um, no, I think uh, that I think that your the size of the worlds would be like you know the total number of players would probably be it wouldn't be a ton smaller because i think you'd have a lot more europeans that would go when they wouldn't have come all the way to america um i I do think that it would probably be a little bit smaller just because i think that international travel over in europe is more of an everyday thing um even though we're obviously regular international travel compared to across the ocean is a little bit different but i just feel like uh europeans kind of travel about a lot more than americans tend to on average Oh, um, I've I've got a question which may which could potentially solve this debate. Do you think that if they returned to um, like countrywide events, so you 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 have a season each year, uh, you attend qualifiers at local game stores, and then you attend a larger event mm-hmm. in your country in that year, and then say only the top amount, you know, America will be different. You could do it state as opposed to country, um, but the top players from all of those events then get to go through. That means that more people have had more chance to play Legion closer to them, but that also then opens up the more serious players and the ones who are going to all these events to be able to then attend Worlds. Uh, we'll have a little bit more backing from AMG in that sense, because at that point they have to pay out probably just maybe a little bit more, but you could be a lot more inclusive and get a larger range of players. Yeah, I mean, I, I, think, that would be, I think that would be an excellent solution. I think that... Uh, 
any any solution that involves more events that have a pathway to getting towards eventually i think that's that's what the the ideal state is and uh i i used to play i used to play the legend of the five rings uh card game and uh what what they actually did was that they would flip um is that uh there would be uh gen con and then in the uk there was a, a big convention over there and which one was quote unquote worlds would actually flip year by year uh, and so that way you had like a little bit of an equality uh, to the game and that worlds truly felt like worlds because you had one in Europe and then you'd have one in the US and back and forth. Yep, that's cool. That would, uh, be, amazing. So that would be pretty, <laughs> it would be awesome if that is the case to do that. I think I'm of the opinion that you, if there is a way of, I think the prop, the, the problem of getting Europe more, let's go, not just Europe, Australians, Asian players, full stop, anywhere who isn't in the US, anyone, the problem is them getting there because not everyone has a disposable income of going, there's mm-hmm. a grand for a flight and there's a grand for a hotel. Equally, a company is not going to sit there and go, all right, well, I'll take all these countries, uh, say, so Europe, so UK, Germany, France, Spain, and Poland, because Poland plays a lot. And let's, we'll take, and let's take those five countries, for example. Each one of them can have four tickets uh, paid by us. That's, that's all of a sudden, that's just Europe alone that's a, a lot of money for them to fork out for what is a an event that meant to be a fun event, but what a competitive event that they don't have to try and reap back the money. So for them to do that would be increasing the price ticket for just for those who are non-qualifiers, if that makes sense. So it's a hard, <coughs> excuse me, it's a hard thing to do, but it's, I wonder if maybe like every third year, give it to another country. And I include not just Europe, but like go Australia. Let's go to a land down under. I, 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 I honestly think you'd all you'd need is just a Euros and Americas, um, and then the Australian one, and just take the top eight players from. Like you do lead up tournaments in your own countries. You, you you pick a country in Europe, you pick a state in America, and it leads up to that one big event a year where you pick your eight world players, and you've got yeah. Team Europe, Team America, um, and. Um, team Australia, essentially. Sorry, did you just now, say wouldn't that be... Team America? America! You <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't say Team America without saying that in that way. Right. Now, wouldn't that be a world, uh, like a world team championship? That would be a instead? world ITC, yeah. Well, no, because it'd still be individually pitted against each other. It's just more picking the eight best players or, or the eight, or just picking eight players or the eight best at that event to then represent your your respective countries at Worlds. If you was after a team championship representing each of your countries, then you should keep your eyes open for it. Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> X-Wing had, has had that for years, and it, it was like a really awesome thing. It was. Uh, so that would be really great. Um, right. Another, we'll, have, we'll see if we can get two more questions, and then we'll wrap the show, because it is getting very late. And also, equally, my half my eye is paying attention to something else that is quite important to my life. My two things, The major things in my life are wife, daughter, personal life, that sort of thing, legion, and football, sport. And while recording this podcast, my football team, my soccer team, are currently in a Champions League game, and we're currently winning 2-0, and we were 1-0 down, and it's a massive thing, because we've been crap right now, so I'm like, yes! Anyway. Anyway, did, you, did, did you just say that they're currently winning 2-0 after they were 1-0 down? Yes. Sorry, they were one down in the it's two it's leg two game, legs. Champions League, two legs. Yeah. So lost one in the first leg, now 2-1 up. So, meh. Um, question, back where I was. Sorry, I was just excited about that. Um, question from Matt Haston. It's a world's question, so it links in kind of what we're doing. Um, yeah, another world's question. How do you think the non-Americans, because he says UK-European, so I'm going to say non states side 
America players are going to stack up um, in, the Amer- in, in America? I, are they going to travel well? I, Evan, in your opinion, is Andy going to fluff it, or is Oli going to fluff it, or are the Germans going to sweep the sweep the nation and conquer I, everything? I think the Germans are going to fluff both of us. <laughs> yep that's not about is that in in terms of games and the social stuff because i know they're already talking about the karaoke already and i've already said if someone paid for my flight i'll just happen to go out and do the karaoke that's fine by me yeah that that was honestly strong when i was uh i think i was the one who wrote up uh there was there was a tournament in germany that uh that lucas uh you know who's over there studying um he, he was out there and, and that's where the the karaoke story came up and i was just like boy we're just not that fun <laughs> <laughs> we need to it's, we need to be better uh it all, I, it all stems it all stems from the first lgt uh with andy myself ellis yeah. and nikki and a few others just going from that and then with the international contingent that came they picked this dive bar and they were like and the germans were like oh is this regular pub does this happen whilst on most saturday nights and we were like <laughs> i think in this pub it does uh it's a bit of a dive but yeah let's let's crack on and everyone was a little bit nervous everyone was trying to crack on and then all of a sudden i just went sod this in other words i'm getting up there and i just did it and everyone just the beers are flowing and everyone cracked on andy did summer loving happened so fast and then finn really and did. johannes finn and johannes finn and johannes eternal flame by the bangles can't hear it without a german accent now anymore it's brilliant <laughs> anyway um so we think the germans are going to conquer the world Yeah, I, I think I think that one of one or two of the Germans are going to conquer the world. I, I think I think every country's probably got about three or four really really good players, and that's going to accumulate for the top twenty. Um, I think that a lot everybody that's going is going to be of a high skill level, but I think mm-hmm. generally, you know, I've I I hear I've never seen him play, but I always hear rumours of Finn over in Germany. I'm just terrified if I ever see his name up against it. Um, you know, if you go up against Luke Cook, you're probably going to cry a little and then try and carry on. Um, if it's in the first couple of days, you know, Zeus Juice, if you come across, if you come across him, you're probably going to be struggling a little. But I think that the Germans, Americans, Brits and Polish have all got a reasonable shot of getting players into the top four. If I have missed your country, it's simply because I haven't heard of any of your players. I'm sure you're all very fantastic. Yeah, that's a yeah okay uh, i reckon anyone who's got <laughs> i feel yeah. like a lot of a lot of daggers were thrown right there <laughs> no basically he, ollie's gonna get to chicago and then like all the french go sorry what did you say about the french we are not a threat to you <laughs> and then ollie will just turn back and go do you not remember Agincourt? and then it'll be, <laughs> be that debate all over again um, i added i added, I, I added the I, I, in the end I'm Bruce Brucington <laughs> from Sydney, and you've never heard of me. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly that. Message the podcast page, and then I'll reference you. <laughs> you put you pull out your little normal red defense dice, and he pulls out his see through one. He goes, "That's not a dice. That's a dice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a dice." <laughs> so yeah. Um, so to answer Matt's question, we think there'll be a good showing. Um, what will be quite cool is just to see the the, the levels of uh, not the levels. But, um, like percentages of like what country the US obviously will have the like the eighty percent of the players are going to be US based, but it'd be interesting to see of where certain countries fall in the present in the top in the leaderboard. So like, will the Germans be the the best overall performing country based on percentages? Will the Brits? Will the French? Will the Spanish? Polish? Whatever. It'll be interesting to see. Our, um, our ours will only be brought down by Nav. 
<laughs> now, if you're listening, if you're listening, I believe, I believe, I believe. Just don't play Droidicas, though. That's all. <laughs> um, have we got one more question we can squeeze in? Um, another world's no podcast to move to the. Nah, nah, no. Nah, that was it. They were the main questions, really, because everything's sort of more like worlds and that sort of thing. We'll have. Um, I'm sure we'll have some more questions lead up to worlds as time goes on. Um, if you are interested in joining our little Patreon community, um, please, there'll be a link in the podcast description. Um, but just go Patreon forward slash That's No Moon. Um, if you say it in a Alec Guinness style voice, it sounds even better. So you go That's No Moon. Um, makes it even better. So that's cool. <laughs> um, Evan. Thanks for coming on the show. I hope Thanks for having fun. me. I hope you've fully understood our our accents and and I've really appreciated you chucking in yours uh, for an attempt. I really did because uh, as, as a man who can crack out any old accent, love it. It's fun. Yeah. Um, we'd love to have you back on another time. Um, where can people find you and talk to you and read your bloggage should uh, they want to? This is a little website called thefifthtrooper.com. Just, just little. Yeah. And he has no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so thefifthtrooper.com, and people yep. can read your blogs and others if they would choose to as well. I hear there's some bloke called AJST, Andy Taylor, who writes on there as well. I don't think his are as good, though. Ollie, I reckon Evans are better. Oh, no, honestly, the AJST articles, are, if they were if they were made of paper, I'd burn them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wow, ah, kicking the boot, giving the boot oh in tonight. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> if you're going to read others as well, um, I, a personal, a personal one I quite liked recently was actually reading um, Lucas Ustic's um, World's Previews, um, and he actually had gone through some of the European players. Uh, disappointed to see no British players were in there, but he went with the top ELO rankings, of which none of you two are involved. So there you go. Of which I'm nowhere near, by the way, as well. Just to point out, but um, hey, it's yes. number one and number two in the UK. The, the Germans are the ones that are beating him up on a regular basis. So that's you yeah, know, that's where there his is head that. is. He has, he has yeah. to sort of adhere. I've, I've said, I think I messaged him saying, "No, you should run away to Britain for a little while. We can look after you. We speak the same language, all that jazz. But that's fine." Um, but yeah, if you're ever interested, the Fifth Trooper Network blog, uh, you can crack, crack on on there. Um, Ollie, where do people find you other than in Northampton? Oh, <laughs> you, should... <laughs> you daxed him again. Oh, he's absolutely, he's, he's absolutely done. Me. I'm gonna find your address, mate. In fact, I, I tell you what, I've got, I've got both of your phone numbers and I'm gonna start writing them on every public toilet cubicle I can find. <laughs> I've had worse phone calls than mine. Uh, right, no, uh, if you want to find me on Discord, uh, I'm down at CBT3 That's No Moon. Uh, if you want to contact me on Facebook, uh, please do it through the That's No Moon Facebook page. Uh, I generally respond to questions, and so does Cockles. Uh, Andy tends to look at them and ignore them, but you know, some of us will reply. <laughs> I'm I'm UK champion. I'm too good to reply to questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, Andy, should people want to contact you and you ignore them, how do they do that? <laughs> uh, you can be ignored via Facebook. Or by, uh, find me as Andrew Terrell or AGST on the Discord because I do respond on the Discord a lot more than I do via the Facebook. Um, so if you want to ask questions, then sign up on the Patreon and uh, I'll answer all your questions. Um, oh, and line. I think 
it's also good to uh, we didn't mention it earlier, but I need to say obviously congratulations to Jeff and Jack for also going three and zero element because them two ranked above me in second and first. Oh, you you, you were bit you're too bitter at the time to remember to mention. <laughs> yeah, it's still a, still a tough pillow p- p- pill to swallow. Yep. Uh, there are events coming up in the UK uh, that we will put a Facebook post up later. Um, just we're just running out of time now. This is going to be one of our longer shows today, but there we go. This is the way. That's sometimes just the way podcasts go. You're welcome. Um, I'm Cockles Faulkner. Uh, you can contact me at Cockles Faulkner on Discord. You can find me on Facebook because there ain't no other bugger in the world called Cockles, I'll tell you that for sure. Um, feel free to message on, like I say, the, the Facebook page, which is That Day Moon, a Star Wars Legion podcast. Um, I'll be putting a few bits up. Um, I've got some really cool things in the work. I'll say I, we have got some really cool things in the works um, post Worlds um, with Andy and Ollie going over there. And hopefully, those of you listening, if anyone think that when they play you, you you'll be all involved as well. It's all it's all going to be fun. Um, thank you for listening, Evan. Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks a lot. And uh, I did just also want to mention uh, Doc Velo is my is my fake name. If you're ever looking for that, I forgot. To I was trying that. to find that earlier. And I was sitting there going, sure, I know he's on Discord. What the balls <laughs> yeah. is this thing? And I, I was me. like, oh, That's there me. it is. That's what it is. Of course it is. Um, but yeah, so everybody, thank you very much for listening and have yourself a wonderful couple of weeks. And we'll see you here. Well, you'll hear from us in a couple of weeks before Andy jets off to Worlds and Ollie and I go to Harlow. Bye bye. Bye bye. You've been listening to That's No Moon, a Star Wars Legion podcast. To keep up to date with us, please like and follow us on Facebook, That's No Moon, a Star Wars Legion podcast, and Instagram, That's No Moon podcast.